Section 12 of the American Postal Service, Second Edition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The American Postal Service, Second Edition by Louis Melius. Chapter 4, Special Articles, Part 7 peculiar customs of european rural delivery some years ago at the request of postmaster general gary the secretary of state addressed a letter to each of our ambassadors and ministers in europe asking for information touching the extent and character of rural delivery in the countries to which they were accredited in the answers received it was shown for example that in great britain there was substantially a house-to-house -house rural delivery only the most inaccessible domiciles being left unvisited the english rural postman travelling chiefly on foot walks from fifteen to eighteen miles a day for an average pay of eighteen shillings or four dollars and fifty cents a week a paternal government provides him with a uniform gives him five dollars a year to buy shoes furnishes him medical attendance when sick and permits him to retire on a small pension after ten years of faithful service in france rural carriers who also travel on foot are paid a mileage of seven point two five centimes a kilometre or not quite two and a half cents a mile for the distance they cover the average length of a route is from ten to fifteen miles and they are required to cover it every day in the year sunday included they receive an allowance for clothing and may retire on a pension at the end of fifteen years the service extends into every commune and practically all france is covered by rural free delivery in germany the delivery of mails in remote rural districts is not exactly free extra postage is charged part of which goes to the carrier and part to the government the pay of carriers outside of this allowance is from seven hundred to nine hundred marks a year with one hundred marks additional for house rent a german mark being equivalent to twenty-four cents of our money in austria hungary the rural carrier is hired by the postmaster of the local office to which he is attached and paid by him he is authorized to collect a fee of half a cent on all letters and an eighth of a cent on all newspapers delivered by him his average pay is about a hundred and twenty dollars a year to earn this sum he travels ten miles a day always on foot before he can enter upon his duties he has to make a deposit of eighty dollars or two-thirds of a year's salary with the postmaster as security for carrying out his contract the belgian rural carrier makes a daily round trip of fifteen or sixteen miles on foot and is paid a salary which varies according to the supposed cost of living in the district where he serves but which seldom exceeds two hundred and fifty dollars a year he is denied the right to vote and prohibited from taking part in politics what was a newspaper act of eighteen twenty five during the administration of postmaster general wickliffe of kentucky the question was raised what in the meaning of the postal law act of eighteen twenty five constitutes a newspaper the shipping and commercial list and new york price current claimed that it was a newspaper and entitled to the newspaper rate it had been so regarded prior to eighteen thirty seven but afterwards as subject to letter postage 
the postmaster-general wanted light upon the subject and the question was submitted to the attorney-general hon h s laguerre for an opinion as his spirited reply may interest newspaper men of to-day as well as others the principal parts of the opinion are subjoined Quote, the only light a very uncertain one is the use of the word newspaper in common parlance or in the english stamp acts according to the statute it must be one periodically published two at intervals not exceeding two days three must contain public news or remarks thereon four that it contain not more than two sheets thus it may be admitted that the paper must be published at short intervals but what is a short interval there are many weekly newspapers why not monthly it may be doubted whether the intervals need to be exactly stated the passing events may be diversified according to the tastes the fancies the wants or convenience of mankind the monthly catalogue of new publications will be of interest to a scholar proceedings of tribunals to a lawyer theatres or new fashions in dress to the idle and the gay etc bulletins of battles to a soldier price currents to a merchant etc a newspaper is more likely to please a majority of readers which meets all tastes why should a devout man be annoyed by puffs of opera dancers members of a total abstinence society with tempting sales of wines and liquors a plodding man of business with dissertations on books or a bookish man with columns of business advertisements the decision states in conclusion that quote, the shipping and commercial list to be treated as a newspaper must be sent open and without any written signature or note women in the post office department the women of the united states owe an everlasting debt of gratitude to francis e spinner for opening to them the door of opportunity for employment in the public service salmon p chase was secretary of the treasury in the administration of president lincoln and general spinner was the treasurer of the united states many of the clerks of the treasury had joined the army and general spinner suggested to the secretary the employment of women in their stead though his suggestion met with considerable opposition at the time the wishes of general spinner finally prevailed and secretary chase gave his consent to the appointment of women and the avenues of public employment were opened to them since that time the employment of women in the public service has become general and they may now be found in all the departments in post offices and as mail carriers on the post roads of the united states the most recent register of employees in the post office department shows that it had upon its payrolls for the department proper sixty-two women receiving twelve hundred dollars per annum thirty-two at fourteen hundred dollars per annum ten at sixteen hundred dollars per annum three at eighteen hundred dollars forty-three at a thousand dollars per annum besides many more at lesser salaries the act of general spinner in opening the door of the public service to women doubtless had its general effect in private employment as well for from the close of the civil war the entrance of women into the business relations of the country may be safely dated many of the women in the departments occupy positions of responsibility and importance and feel such positions with credit to themselves and the service as well railroad accidents and the construction of mail cars 
there were one hundred and sixty three railroad accidents during the fiscal year nineteen sixteen of which one hundred and fifty five resulted in injuries to clerks and eight exclusive of those in which clerks were injured resulted in loss or damage to mail the following table shows the kind and construction of the mail cars in which accidents to clerks occurred kind of car wood number of cars in accidents fifty seven number of clerks in those cars seventy six clerks killed or died as a result of injuries one clerks seriously injured in these cars eighteen clerks slightly injured in these cars forty two total clerks injured and killed in these cars sixty one wood steel reinforced number of cars in accidents eighteen number of clerks in these cars twenty five clerks killed or died as a result of injuries none clerks seriously injured in these cars twelve clerks slightly injured in these cars nine total clerks injured and killed in these cars twenty one steel number of cars in accidents sixty seven number of clerks in these cars two hundred and fifty eight clerks killed or died as a result of injuries one clerks seriously injured in these cars twenty eight clerks slightly injured in these cars eighty six total clerks injured and killed in these cars one hundred and fifteen steel underframe number of cars in accidents twenty two number of clerks in these cars fifty seven clerks killed or died as a result of injuries none clerks seriously injured in these cars nine clerks slightly injured in these cars twenty one total clerks injured and killed in these cars thirty totals number of cars in accidents one hundred and sixty four number of clerks in these cars four hundred and sixteen clerks killed or died as a result of injuries two clerks seriously injured in these cars sixty seven clerks slightly injured in these cars one hundred and fifty eight total clerks injured and killed in these cars two hundred and twenty seven public ownership of postal telegraphs and telephones opinion of postmaster general burleson Postmaster General Burleson, in his annual report to Congress for 1916, made the following statement regarding postal telegraphs and telephones. Quote, As the former reports pointed out, the private ownership of telephone and telegraph utilities places in private hands the control of important vehicles for transmission of intelligence, and therefore infringes upon a function reserved by the Constitution to the national government operation of these facilities inherently as well as constitutionally belongs to the postal service attention again is called to the legal precedents and the attitude of former postmasters general as briefly stated in my report for nineteen fourteen 
quote, that it has been the policy of this government to ultimately acquire and operate these electrical means of communication as postal facilities as is done by all the principal nations the united states alone excepted is evidenced by the fact that the first telegraph line in this country was maintained and operated as a part of the postal service and further by the act of july twenty fourth eighteen sixty six which provided for the government acquisition of the telegraph lines upon the payment of an apprised value and again by the act of nineteen o two which directed the postmaster-general to report to congress the probable cost of connecting a telegraph and telephone system with the postal service by some feasible plan it is an interesting fact that whereas policies of government have been advocated and some adopted the constitutionality of which have been seriously questioned the principle of government ownership and control of the telegraph and telephone finds its greatest strength in the constitution this opinion has been shared by practically all postmasters-general of the United States who have held that the welfare and happiness of the nation depend upon the fullest utilization of these agencies by the people, which can only be accomplished through government ownership. Liquor Carried by the Mails in view of the rapid spread of prohibition sentiment in the country during the past few years it may be of interest to know that the activities then already apparent to check in every possible way the convenient access to this demoralizing evil found in a limited sense the aid and support of the post office department there was a growing suspicion that traffic in the carrying of liquor from one point to another on the lines of the star route service by carriers was being conducted and this suspicion afterwards developed into loud and persistent complaints which finally reached the department and attracted official attention it was stated that liquor was being conveyed by these carriers to points in local option territory and even distributed among the indians a practice which the government was particularly anxious to prevent the matter was finally brought to the attention of postmaster-general von mayer who at once took steps to interfere with this traffic after some consultation as to the best means of stamping out this evil a clause was inserted in the advertisement for star route service and later embodied in every contract upon which awards were made the statement says quote, it is further agreed that the contractor or carrier shall not transport intoxicating liquor from one point to another on this route while in the performance of mail service. This positive governmental interference with the traffic in liquor by means of the mails may not be generally known, and it is mentioned here that credit might be given to Postmaster General von Mayer for an act which destroyed a growing evil, covertly conducted, and put a stop to a practice which was doing damage in a great many sections. By act approved March 3, 1917, providing for appropriations for the post office, no letter postal card circular newspaper etc containing any advertisement of spiritus vinous malted fermented or other intoxicating liquor of any kind or containing a solicitation of an order for said liquors shall be deposited in or carried by the mails of the united states or be delivered by any postmaster or letter carrier addressed and directed to any person firm corporation or association at any place or point in any state or territory of the united states at which it is by the law in force in such state and territory at that time unlawful to advertise or solicit orders for such liquors or any of them respectively 
how the post office department helps the farmer of all the great executive departments the post office comes closest to the people and is of particular interest to the farmer living away from the great avenues of postal service supply the postmaster-general from his service in congress where the needs of the farmer are known coupled with the opportunities of his present position was able to render him a great service and that he has done so that his administration has shown his successful efforts in this direction cannot be questioned nor denied the parcel post with all its beneficent possibilities and advantages received early consideration it meant so much to the farmer that zealous and persistent attention was wisely directed to obtain the utmost that could be accomplished weight limits were extended postage reduced by zone expansion and the project put upon such practical basis that great benefits are already assured and further progress only waits legislative sanction city and country are now brought together suburban express the result of motor service gives the farmer an easily reached and remunerative market and the consumer finds upon his daily table the fresh products which this rapid means of communication from the farm can so readily supply the parcel post is one of the most popular measures of this administration and everything possible has been done to foster and perfect it the rural free delivery with its millions of patrons of which over six hundred and fifty thousand were added within the past three years tells the story of administrative accomplishment the great success of rural delivery is peculiarly the farmer's triumph he is now on a par with his neighbor in the cities in all that enterprising postal service can give taken both together the widely admitted success of the parcel post as well as the rural delivery a chapter of achievement has been written of which the department is justly proud and against which criticism can find no ground for righteous complaint but this is not all that this administration has done for the man in the country the energetic application of the experimental legislation appropriating five hundred thousand dollars for participation in the construction of improved highways has brought forth an additional appropriation of seventy five million dollars which will be expanded by the federal government in cooperation with the states for the improvement of roads over which mail delivery is performed or on which it may be located hereafter the rural credit and good roads bills are subjects of profound interest which even partisan prejudice cannot minimize or obscure the tremendous advantage which these two great measures afford the farmer will be readily admitted and recognized when seen in practical operation the need of such beneficent help has long been felt and these two bills should make the lot of the farmers much easier they have been getting reasonably good prices for their products and are generally prosperous but the fact remains that but few hold their land free of encumbrance complete ownership will now be possible with federal aid to road construction and this new rural credits law it should not be long until the greatest prosperity the country sections have ever known should be an accomplished fact expediting the mail on star routes attention is called elsewhere to the benefit of motor vehicle service in rural delivery and it is now proposed to introduce this advantage in the star route service as well until a short while ago there was no authority for any particular form of conveyance to be used in this connection 
with the advent of automobiles and other motor vehicles it became evident that great opportunities presented themselves by which transportation of mails on this class of routes could be measurably expedited and during the present administration the law was so amended that the mode of transportation could be specified the demand of the day is for the rapid conveyance of mails in every direction and people are no longer satisfied to put up with the practices and methods of other days that mails have been conveyed in this service with quote, due celerity certainty and security end quote, was not enough money is paid for service and the best that can be given is required so it was decided to expedite star route service while there are a number of routes on which automobiles are now used in view of the provision of law as covered by the order of the postmaster general august fourteenth nineteen sixteen amending section number one four two four to correspond with the law as amended steps are now being taken in connection with the awards of contracts for the four-year term beginning july first nineteen seventeen which includes the contract section from maine to west virginia to require the use of motor vehicles wherever the importance of the route seemed to warrant and whether conditions would permit the use of such conveyance one hundred and forty advertisements are now pending for such service in this contract section this is going to be a great accommodation for all routes where such service can be employed and will give the people the best mail facilities that can be devised it will hasten the receipt and dispatch of mails by means of rural carrier connections be of great advantage to the businessmen along such routes expedite newspaper delivery and in many cases save twenty-four hours over the present method every effort will be made to introduce this more rapid service as quickly and widely as the laws will permit if it is found to work well in this first contract section where it is to be tried it will be extended to others in regular succession until the star route service everywhere has the benefit of this improved means of communication End of section twelve.